0: All right, uh, another week and Elton's here again uh, primarily because he's been buying our love and we feel indebted to him. so it's kind of a yeah we're he, glad no we're glad to have him here.
1: We are just a, yeah. I don't know how it's happened but the past two weeks we start recording the show. just he's just here and we're like,
0: he you know.
1: won't leave. <laughs> no
0: wanna- this time very specifically, uh, I came into the living room and I was like, hey tonight the strokes are playing with Thundercat. If you get 50 bucks, you can go see that. Uh, and the only caveat is that they're playing with the Red Hot Chili Peppers And uh, Elton said something to the effect of Fuck no uh, And then slowly it just became one of those things where we were like Hey, wouldn't it be funny if we bought Tickets and then Didn't stay for the Red Hot Chili Peppers it Sounds less funny now
2: But It's pretty funny, I'm still <laughs> giggling and The fact that we have to we have to rush through this episode We have to, to rush to through this So, yeah. so
0: we're just going to do a very short cold open I'm going to ask you a question I don't practice Santeria? Or is that under the... No, it's a chili pepper song. It
1: sounds
2: like <laughs> the opening to that, doesn't it? It of really of? does,
0: They're, yeah. They sound like the same song. Cycle. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, you ever heard the term Kafka-esque? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you, do you know what that means?
2: I've never read any Kafka work. Yeah. Uh, what, what,
0: what would you assume? Because I was... I'm coming at this from the same perspective. Right. I'm going to uh, reveal what I thought it
2: was, basically. Okay, so from my perspective and what I had read about... Kafka's writings was that it's all like dystopian and like gross. Kind of close. It's pretty much much closer than what mine was. Right. There's are the two like the two words that come to mind immediately, and that's kind of just how I read Kafkaesque. Like
0: you better not be looking it up. What what did you think it was?
2: (laughs) (laughs) He was looking it up. (laughs) Uh,
1: As you guys know, I don't read books; I listen to them, so I'm not as smart as you guys. So I don't know. Mm. I just thought it was in the vein of Kafka. That's what Kafkaesque means, but I don't know what it's trying to describe. Do you guys
0: know like his biggest story? The Metamorphosis.
2: Yeah, that's the one with the fly, right?
0: The guy who turns into like a big bug. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm bug.
2: vaguely familiar with that.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought it was for the longest time. When I hear I th- the
1: name Kafka, I think Francis Ford Kafka, and I know that's not his name, so
0: his you name mean, is Franz Kafka. Franz Kafka. <laughs> yeah. Though, I'm it? Of yeah. <laughs> for sure. Anyways, yeah, I always th- I always thought it was something like that, like it was like David Lynchy surreal because of the bug thing. Mm. But no, you know what it is? Mm. Just him being grumpy
2: about having a job. About having a job? Yeah. Wow.
0: It's just like a general, like, uh, just that, like, disdain for the general oppressive bureaucracy of desk jobs and menial tasks and authority figures and just that kind of a thing, that whole, like, for lack of a better term, it's like the distillation of, you know, like just something like office space. That's not necessarily Kafka-esque. I guess it kind of like is. Episode I don't
2: of, oh, Yeah. Like that scene from SpongeBob where they have the one guy flashing through his life of sitting in his car, standing by the window, sitting at his desk. Yeah, yeah. Exactly that? Okay. Yeah. Wow, they, I'm glad that they were able to frame <laughs> that for me. Uh, yeah. Thank you, SpongeBob. Thank you, Tom <laughs> Kenny. Well,
1: I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't know for your sake, and I looked it up, because it's both. Characteristic reminiscent of the oppressive or nightmarish qualities of Franz Kafka's fictional world. Yeah. So, yeah, it's both. Yeah.
0: But primarily the other thing.
2: The job thing. The
0: job thing. Yeah, I can relate Having to that. Having read all of his stories... Nothing else has people turning into bugs or nothing like that. Really? It's all just dudes with jobs who hate their bosses. Really? I swear.
2: Wow, that's interesting. Good to know.
0: So, anyways, um that segue was only because we watched a movie that talks a lot about books. And oh. then we watched another movie that doesn't have a lot to do with books.
2: Which one's which? But it's got Stay gross tuned- nightmare stuff
0: on it. Oh goddamn.
1: I gotcha. You did. These movies are Kafka-esque. Whoa. <gasps> What a theme a, whoa. Of, oh whoa, we did <laughs> it out of nowhere oh my god I've, uh, what, what do you I, want to talk about one yeah. of them is very Kaufman-esque is that, a, is that a thing do people say that
0: Ooh. no but I have a fun fact about Charlie Kaufman you probably heard me say it a million times <laughs> Eating Soup Alone is a podcast hosted by me, Christopher Crumley, and co-hosted by Nicholas Johnson. We try our best to ramble incoherently about a handful of movies at least once a week. Charlie Kaufman got one of his first big breaks writing for Mad Magazine doing Kurt Vonnegut parody. Oh, oh really? Yeah, Very like satire parody. Like, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite authors. Yeah. I think it's from a loving place. I think oh, of Kaufman sure. a lot. like. Mm-hmm. Charlie or like uh, like 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 again.
1: Mm. either of you guys seen Anomaly not Anomaly Anomalisa Anomalisa no. not yet it's good I'd like to I know it's a summer of Spielberg but we should do, we should wind down with the autumn of Kaufman <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's not bad I would love to watch being John Malkovich I think Eternal Sunshine would be a great thing for the podcast I think a lot of people our age you know have seen that movie and generally yeah. like that movie. i need to um, rewatch it, too. Synecdoche, New York is fantastic. Mm-hmm. That might be one of my favorites, if not my favorite.
1: I'd like, That's why I was happy about this week. It's like, ooh, I, I get to show a Charlie Coffin movie to Chris. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, he kind of my boy. Yeah, Coffin kind of goes.
0: He are kinda, we going to... Is that where we're starting? I guess
1: it sounds like it. All yeah. right. Well, yeah, he goes, he slaps, he rips, yeah. he fucks. He does yeah. all those.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we watched uh, I'm Thinking of Ending things.
1: We are... Um, boodoo, boop 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 mail time sorry this one yeah
2: came, yeah
1: <laughs> this one came in uh, through the wire on the internet so i have to yeah stop. actually on our
0: website yeah we it, this one came in through uh we actually have like a little section underneath the podcast on the website where you can write in and, and somebody wrote in finally finally
1: instead of sending them to our po box yeah let me just forward this email to chris real quick
0: okay
2: so nick's in charge of the email huh the company email yeah yeah we all have to have our jobs right right chris does all the editing
0: all right this one says i'm thinking of ending things in like 2018 or 2019 charlie kaufman got a whole bunch of money from netflix and said i want to make a movie uh about this uh unfilmable book and netflix said you mean like that movie adaptation you already made and he said yeah but different and netflix said go off king it was 2019 so that was uh still a popular thing for kids to say uh, forty minutes of the movie happen in a car, and it's in four three. An old man gets naked. It's great. See it twice. Nine out of ten.
2: What... Nine. Yeah.
0: Um. What's... Well, well, did you take umbrage with that score?
2: No, no, I'm just nine. It's a big good number. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, you want to talk about your history with the movie? I, sure, I have I, to say that or else I get yelled at. Yeah. Cause he always okay.
2: forgets. Cause I say it and he never says it back. Hey, that's fair. Um, you should say it, Chris, Okay. maybe louder and clearly into the mic.
0: Say it for the people in the back or whatever. They used to say that back in like 2019, 2020, did. right? Yeah. Or is mm-hmm. that more recent? You
1: no, know, it is. I, don't I don't mean, it still yesterday. happens. It's like a, it's like a cliche Twitter thing. Like yeah. send tweet or that's it. That's the tweet. Mm. Fuck Twitter. God, I'm on it so much and I hate it so much. Mm. Um, so this movie came out twenty twenty, I believe. Straight to Netflix. I kept Word see- up kept seeing uh ads for it. I like Jesse Plemons. Don't remember the actress's name. Meth Damon. Meth Damon. Um column I'm breaking bad. Do you know who he's married to? He's married to Kirsten Dunst.
0: No way. Yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. They play a, a married couple in the second season of Fargo as well. How well. fun. Anyway, that show sucks. I don't want to get off on that tangent. Let's not. Does the show suck? The show sucks. That's a real shame I love the movie. I hate it. Anyways. I watched so much of it. I watched like three seasons and I hated all of it. Really? I was like, like the first season happened, I was like, I like Martin Freeman. He's doing the whole Fargo thing. I guess I'll watch it. And I hated it. And then I saw that the next season takes place in the 70s and Patrick Wilson plays the chief of police in this small Fargo town. And I was like, oh my God, I watched Patrick Wilson and I hated it. And I was like, I ain't watching season three. So I was seeing all these ads, right, thinking of ending things, uh, it was in 4x3, I'm a sucker for that shit, and so I sat down on our couch, and I watched it alone, and I got done with it, and I was like, hmm, I don't think I understood that movie, I don't think I'm smart enough to get this movie, because you know me, I'm real down on myself all the time, just a lot of self-hatred, like the main character of this movie. And I was like, I don't know none of these books that they're talking about, so I guess I don't get it. And then I started thinking about it more and I was like, Oh no, I guess I do. And then recently I read the book, which shined a little bit more light on it. I was like, Well, it's pretty good and then I like watch a bunch of like YouTube essays about it and stuff like that. I was like, This movie goes. It slaps, it fucks, it rips, it tears. Of course we should watch it. And you're like, Alright. I was like, Oh, you wanna come watch it? And he's like, Alright, then we watch it.
0: I like this movie quite a bit. Mm. How efficient it also wraps up my experience. I've seen this movie less than What, maybe 12 hours ago? Yeah. Is it 18? Something like that, 16? Less than a day ago. Less than a day ago. Mm -hmm. Anyways, first thing I'm going to say off the rip is I only saw it once. Yeah. The letter explicitly says watch it twice. To be honest, watching it twice, don't even know if I would have caught it just yet, but you explaining things that are apparent in the book that aren't apparent in the movie definitely helped a lot.
1: They're as apparent in the book as they are in the movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. But just hearing them, I guess, again and in a slightly different way, like... Yeah Makes it fit a little bit better Yeah
0: Yeah. Wow
2: I'm just thinking of uh, That letter that we got uh, Where Kaufman wanted to create An unfilmable book But yet Having both mediums Helps you see the uh, The narrative tale Throughout the whole thing Absolutely Wow Mm -hmm. How interesting
1: Yeah. Elton what's your Experience with this movie
2: Uh, I have seen this movie Twice I saw it when it came out I think about the same time That you did But I saw it with Some other people That I was living with At the time cool i didn't get it when i first saw it i thought that it was just trying to be weird for weird's sake and i didn't get it the second time until (laughs) nick explained it
1: (laughs) to be fair i'm not a big brain genius about it like i said i watched a lot of other
0: people explain it and i was like ah. having read (laughs) some of the reviews at the time it seems like also the reviewers didn't necessarily grasp those plot points yeah so genuinely i think it's something that doesn't necessarily come through Uh totally but that's not necessarily a bad thing. That was something that I've right. been thinking about since, is kind of that thing where, like, you know, again, having not read the book, let's just take it at the Kaufman level. You know, as a choice, you know, you could make it abundantly clear, but is the movie better for making it abundantly clear? Or is it better for being a bit more vague?
1: I think it's better for being vague, if yeah. I'm being honest, because, I mean, we've. Talked about this. I don't think I don't know if we've talked about it on the show or not, but it's like what I love the most about the third season of Twin Peaks is it's so much more vague than the rest of it, Mm. and I can watch that over and over and over again and pick up something new every time, you know. And that's what I think is good about this movie um, when it comes to like abstractism films and stuff like that. Um, Like watching this, I can't tell. Like, when do you find out definitively that he's the janitor? Like, watching it this time, I was like, I can't remember at what point that happens. I remember picking it up the first time I watched it, but, Mm -hmm. like, it seems like little hints here and there. You said it was when he was talking about watching the kids do Oklahoma as a young man?
0: Yeah, so pretty much in that first, like, 30-minute stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Just because we'd already seen the janitor a couple of times. Yeah. And it didn't seem like they were introducing him as, like, a character that would do anything. Yeah and also kind of understanding, like, the nature of the stories that Kaufman usually tells. Mm-hmm. I was assuming at some point, you know, either yeah. they would do a big jump forward in time, or it'd be like a timey-wimey bullshit thing where, like, young him meets old him, or whatever happens kind That's of the thing. This camp that I was in, the young and old. Yeah. 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 He I, loves the young and old. He
1: really do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I, I mean back to my original point is like again the more you watch it the more you pick up on like especially this is I loved it this time watching it Mm -hmm. I really liked it the first time but this time I fucking loved it Mm -hmm. Uh, there's just so much like little shit like at the beginning, when you see the janitor getting ready for his day, and he sees the swing set and this and that, that's the house that the parents live in. Mm-hmm. So he lives in his family's old farmhouse still. Yeah, now as the janitor. Um, at the beginning, when she's waiting outside for him, and you see the janitor looking at her through the window. Yeah, it's a janitor looking out. And then, like the second time, it cuts back to the janitor. It's mm-hmm. Jesse Plemons dressed as the janitor. Yeah. Um, when they're in the car at the beginning and he like turns up the radio or something like that and you get that close up of his hand turning up the radio yeah. that's not the radio in that car it's the radio in the janitor's truck and stuff like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and it, it felt much more clear watching it this time that like oh no this janitor is the main character and we're in his head every time I like because the first time you watch it it feels like they're cutting away from the main story to show you this janitor for some reason but when you watch it again it's like oh no it's cutting away from the main story that is the janitor to
0: yeah. the
1: main chunk of this movie yeah
0: and there's a lot of tells. Like I said, like specifically with the Oklahoma thing that happens, and also in like the first thirty-ish minutes, I feel like it is um, the second time you see the janitor after you know he's there and he's scraping gum and shit like that. He's actually in the auditorium watching the kids doing Oklahoma. Yeah. And again, that was just another thing where I was like, okay, yeah, so he's definitely the janitor. And then there's a couple other things because I definitely didn't notice like anything like, oh, this is Jesse Plemons hand for a second or something like that. But there, you know, there's just other things like when she goes to do the laundry in the basement, they're all. His janitors, uniforms, uniforms, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's a bunch of, like, very obvious things like that. Like I said, like, him as the you know the janitor's watching Oklahoma and previously Jesse Plemons had mentioned, you know, the kids and seeing them later and yada, yada, yada. And,
1: and I lo- I love that, too. She's, he's like, well, you know, they do it every year for obvious reasons. And she goes, who does yeah. it every year? And he, like, changes the right. subject or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: When I had first seen the movie, I was taken aback at the acting. Mm-hmm. Like, how he just mentioned, uh, how Nick just mentioned the uh just dropping of things i thought that it was kind of a weird editing choice but now i can see that it's uh i, I don't know what i'm trying to say a huge pat on the back for all the actors for like creating this atmosphere of mm-hmm. uh an old man losing his mind yeah. you know and this is like all of his memories kind of trying to come back to him and like trying to mm-hmm. fabricate a story with yeah. just pieces of memories and yeah like, makes it hold it holds it all together just yeah. so much better
0: yeah in the beginning um i mean that's another thing that always is present in the like kaufman movies is like the idea that she's the one thinking of ending things because even in the main characters like a lot of kaufman stories he's such like a um like i guess like a unconfident low self-esteem individual that even in the fantasy of this relationship the girl's already thinking within a month oh i gotta end this yeah absolutely yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's great um but yeah they're in that car that car ride is excruciating um there and back yeah and and much like you know like uh i've talked about like the movie souvenir which like i'd like i'd watch like to watch eventually for the podcast it's one of those things where like it's excruciating to the point where like even as a viewer i'm like oof speed it up kind of thing but not at the detriment of the thing because Mm -hmm. again it's just like it does that so well where you're just like fuck i wish i was anywhere but in this car (laughs) yeah right yeah
1: uh no i yeah i do love um again the double entendre of the title she wants to break up with him Mm -hmm. but also he's thinking of killing himself yeah uh and no i love what you said about him he has so low self-esteem that even in this fantasy he's still beating himself up Mm -hmm. like there's that point where he's feeding his mom because she's very old and she says not the mom the girlfriend says um it's very nice of you to do this for her and it's you're a real good person and he's like yeah it's nice to have someone see the nice things that you do for somebody. Cause yeah. sometimes a lot of the times when you do something nice, no one's around to see it. And that's just him in his head being like, ah, oh, fuck. I took care of my mom at the end of her life and no one was around to see it. And I get no thanks for it. Mm-hmm. So this imaginary girlfriend does it. And then you get the shot of her walking down the stairs over and over again. Mm-hmm. And she says something along the lines of like, I don't know where Jake and I begin and end, but like how is this all I'm supposed to do? Is this what I'm supposed to be for him? Just here to, you know, uh, reaffirm things that he's done to make Mm -hmm. him feel better and it's like yeah that sounds like something that someone who wants to break up with somebody would say but also it's like oh no it's this old man again beating himself up because he's having this fantasy about this girl and he's like well fuck is that what a girl's supposed to do for me just like yeah you know uh, Mm -hmm. be there to pat me on the back that's fucked up i shouldn't be thinking this Mm -hmm. or it even goes to at the end when they like start making out in the car and they see the janitor looking at them and Jake goes, Oh, that's fucked up. That guy can't be looking at us like that. And I got to go confront him. It's the janitor being like, Oh, no, I shouldn't have this fantasy turn into a sex thing. That's fucked up of me. Mm-hmm. It's great. Good movie. Yeah.
0: Mm. Um, another thing that, you know, kind of ties in all that uh, is just that idea of like, uh, you know, like even even down to like what she does as a job is the idea of like, what is a like gentriopathy or whatever the fuck? It's like the study of geriatric. Yeah,
2: gerio- geriopathy or something? Geri- like yeah. Something
0: like that. Who yeah. fucking knows? Yeah. But just the study of like the Geriology. Of- Sorry. The study of the effects of like aging on human beings and like just the idea of memory slipping as you go. Um, and again, just uh, Kaufman already being someone who's so obsessed with the idea that like things change, time passes, things end. And, like, for him, like, late-stage career to start thinking about, like, oh, man, I might actually just start forgetting-forgetting. Not just, yeah. like, forgetting because it's been a while, but, like, because my brain's falling apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so to have, like, uh, the dad struggling with, uh, you know, uh, Alzheimer's and stuff is uh, seems pretty on brand and also terrifying. It's one of my big fears, uh Runs in my family.
1: Well, funniest part of this movie, though, is yeah. just talking to the dad in the vision. In case you guys want to fuck, yeah, you can't fucking hear. It's a child's bed. Can't fucking a child's bed. There's yeah. room for one, let alone two.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I I love all the yeah the the contemplation about aging and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Especially especially when you see it the first time and Jesse Plemons is giving that monologue about aging and how everything is done by the young and, yeah. and you just get old and the world forgets about you and your eyes start going and your ears start going and he's crying and it's like bro you're 30-ish maybe you should this is too much for you and then you realize oh no it's the old yeah. ass janitor being like i'm nothing everybody hates me yeah and it's so sad and yeah also because that bit isn't in the book mm-hmm. so yeah what you said about charlie kaufman yeah being at that stage in his life where yeah it's a it's sad to think about yeah. this movie's a bummer for sure mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah mm-hmm
0: and that's one of the things is like I feel like this movie definitely embodies that whole thing where it, it does feel very much so like a, an expression of the idea that everything's kind of passing you by yeah and there's no real like like totally distilled moment that sums up the whole thing it's sort of made up of all its smaller parts and so I, I I'm just saying like it, it it just kind of like is something that has the feeling of of just you're sort of passing through in a sense like it just feels Mm -hmm. it 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 does feel like kind of like a stream of consciousness thing like once the movie's over it's just like oh that like that 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 tangent's kind of over now Mm -hmm. yeah i mean absolutely it doesn't have any kind of like big dramatic like yes like at the end with like him getting a nobel prize and singing like oklahoma and stuff like that um but it doesn't necessarily totally feel like this You know, big grand thing where like here's the final statement. This is over, kind of a thing. It just kind of you're there with it, and then it's kind of over.
1: Yeah, that's something I think is different in the book. Yeah. uh, To the movie, the ending is completely different. Okay. That's a great way to put it, though, because the book does feel like exactly like the movie. It's just stream of consciousness, a tangent, and then it's over. Yeah. But yeah, in the book, he doesn't. Well, I think it's the weirdest part of this movie is that he decides to kill himself by hypothermia by just sitting in his car in the cold that's insane in the book he like stabs himself with a coat hanger or some shit um but like it's all pretty much the same up until there when they get into the school there's obviously no big dance sequence in the book because you can't do that um with words unfilm this (laughs) yeah um but yeah i i'd say I think maybe the weakest part of this is maybe the like right at the end. Like I get the Nobel yeah. priest prize stuff. Yeah. I've read I'm just some... not
0: partial to movies that end with like a big song number or a dance. Like I'm just not yeah. a big musical guy. I think, um, I mean, I love the dance. Yeah. I'm not dance saying dance I don't like it. I'm just saying, yeah, like, no, I know what you mean. But... It doesn't feel like a grand finale for me. Usually when movies end that way,
1: uh, some like interpretations and stuff that I've read about like the ending of him giving the speech, uh, obviously the speech is from a beautiful mind, which is one of the movies he has in his childhood bedroom. But, um, like the song from Oklahoma has something to do with his life. I don't remember. But, um, like the Nobel Peace Prize and stuff is him just coming to peace with dying mm-hmm. and being dead. And, like, when he says to everyone here in the audience, I'm here because of you, that makes that super sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so I guess this just being his brain flickering out, I like it, but it's mm-hmm. still just a little, uh, a little bit of a wet fart in my opinion the very very end
0: yeah I, I, I do like when he's uh naked and going into the school and he's hallucinating the pig and the pig's like someone's got to be the fat pig with uh, the maggots, maggots or whatever yeah and, yeah. Why and why, uh yeah. why worry <laughs> <laughs> well that just feels like uh, and, uh you know, again this is just as a viewer, my interpretation whatever. but it definitely feels like someone resentful of the fact that they're getting old and gross and just that's what that sounds like to me like someone's got to be the g- gross old fat guy dying in the corner right you know, yeah eventually we all have to someone has to do that kind of thing we will someone is in all of us in a sense.
2: Have you ever you seen know. Oklahoma, Chris? No, no you uh, have no. you yeah, it's good, it's fun okay. yeah music no, uh some of the songs are um aged like milk yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the content is not always great, but it's fun, and that's yeah. what I have to say about that um,
1: I think. Oklahoma is good. I just I, I just started talking before I had anything to say. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, there's just something about like that uh, classic like musical song thing that like I don't know. I just don't care for it too much. Like the whole thing where it's like, "Oh my job, it really sucks. Oh boy, I'm really screwed. I hope I don't have to spend another season working for Mister Scrooge." You know. Mm-hmm. Did you just that make that up. Yeah. You
1: should That's, write musicals, Chris. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I do prefer a musical where the songs are more abstract than that. I hate, yeah. yeah, I hate music. Like I, like, I started watching Sweeney Todd, the Johnny mm-hmm. Depp one, when it came out. And and it's he's like, like, I'm going to cut your hair. Yeah, I'm going to and... sit you down in this chair. <laughs> 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 watch,
0: watch your throat. I've got a knife. Your life is going to end tonight. Oh, yeah. Dang. Chris, Yeah, you're on fire. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I think... Uh, <gasps> I had an example of another musical. I can't think of it. Um, you ever seen Rent? No, but I've seen Tick Tick Boom Boom. <laughs> this I have rent seen tick, tick, is overdue. Yeah. No,
2: <laughs> that's actually that's a line from the musical. You oh, got that one on, the, on the head. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, no, this is also a very unsettling movie. Um, it definitely reminds me of uh, a lot of. Um, I don't mean this as a dig. Uh, I mean, as a compliment, there are a lot of things just kind of like Get Out or like modern TV where it just has that same kind of. It's, 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 it's interesting that, like, that's so popular right now that's kind of like the middle of what our generation is usually is doing seemingly with tv is like things that are oddly surreal conversations that are a bit disjointed very quiet very slow i think that colors a lot of um what we're kind of doing right now was something i kept thinking about while watching the movie Mm -hmm. because i feel like a lot of shows do that kind of a thing where like conversations are just a little off Mm -hmm. yeah this isn't normal this isn't how people would actually kind of talk you know Um, Nor is it how movies used to be, where it's an idealized version of talking, where conversation flows extraordinarily Mm -hmm. easy. Instead, it's this thing where, like, yes, the response makes sense, but it's also off. Like, I'm connecting the dots, sure, but it's not the natural flow of things. Yeah. And it just kind of, like, made me think about, you know, what that kind of says. Not that I have anything to even say about it, but, like, what that... Necessarily says about like the modern experience of being alive because the movie even poses that at one point the idea that nobody knows how to be human anymore. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go that far. That's a little, in my opinion. No offense, Mr. Kaufman, but like kind of edge that seems a little like I'm 14 and deep. Oh yeah, kinda, absolutely. It's a Donnie Darko take for
2: sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> These two characters are very Donnie, Donnie Darko.
1: They're yeah. they're what I like to call Donnie Darko liberals, just going <laughs> on in the car.
2: <laughs> I would, I would like to know how this movie. Is appreciated by a person who was familiar with all of the works um, that are like referenced in this because most it seems like most of the dialogue is specifically referencing other pieces like from his childhood home right Um, so I wonder if you or the viewer was a more well-read person how they would see this movie from the first that's view a, yeah that's a great question right because you'd probably recognize a lot of these things and say okay that's weird why are they talking in so many quotes these guys are trying to be ultra education or something you know like ultra high-minded yeah you know. that's a
0: great point yeah, I know. for time stephanie zacharek i hope that's the right way to say that i'm sorry if it's not wrote quote for every moment of raw affecting insight there are zillions of milliseconds of kaufman's proving what a tortured smarty he is I'm thinking of anything things must have been arduous to make and it's excruciatingly tedious to watch. Ooh. Hmm. So it is tedious. To I watch. mean, I'm <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna say it is, but I'm gonna say
1: it's less so. Coffin being like, "This is me and how smart I am," and yeah. it's more so, "This is this janitor," you know, because mm. it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But anyways, yeah, they, my finer point just being that, yes, this is also unsettling. I read other, re, you know, uh, reviews where people are like, ooh, this is nightmarish and stuff like that. Like I said, most of the little snippets of reviews I read on the Wikipedia didn't seem to allude to, like, it being about, like, the idea of this fantasy or, like, sad or this, that, and the other. They, they just focus primarily on it being of the class of modern Like,
2: like the Uncanny film. Valley? Yeah, that, right. that,
0: that, that like, get out kind of thing where, like, ooh, this is unsettling and ooh, right. kind of spooky. This is a scary. Nightmarish. Yeah. And so I was just saying, it even works on that level. Like there were, you know, a lot of time spent in the house and just the being weird about the basement or like moms upstairs. That's where or the bad things Jake's, happen. <laughs> Jake's calling for everybody, but nobody's answering, kind of a thing. And you know, it does have a, a definitely like a, a you know, a uh, a spooky nature. Yeah,
1: yeah, but I think this movie, like that's for sure how this movie was marketed. Like that's yeah. what the, all the trailers and stuff look like, and that's for sure what you think this movie is when you're watching it the first yeah. time. But it's the old adage of you it, to have seen this movie you have to see it twice yeah and so again the second time watching it all the like the weird disjointed kind of mod, quote-unquote modern weirdness in this mm-hmm. feels extremely precise yeah the second time watching it again and it just feels perfectly like oh yeah this is somebody thinking that's why all of this yeah. is like like i love um every time someone mentions like they, they're talking about the ants and the ants that just want to explode. Yeah, like that's their job for the colony and she goes Dara just killed both of us. It hard cut, cuts to them being at the school or or at the house or when she goes to say I'm thinking of ending things. Whatever the idea of killing yourself or both of you comes up, it hard cuts because it's mm-hmm. him his brain coming back to that and being like yeah. no no, no like and getting past it yeah. or all those phone calls that she gets. Are him in his mind the like I think I'm losing it I'm mm-hmm. thinking of doing something pretty serious it's like that thought creeping back into yeah. his fantasy and him being like no, no, no I gotta stop thinking about yeah. this
2: it's great I love it I don't well, know if you
1: guys figured this out yet
2: I love this movie no it's <laughs> good the phone calls also remind me of like YouTube videos that are this is what schizophrenia sounds like uh, yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. but I but I so I always or I had interpreted this as like the phone calls as the dementia that he could have as the janitor uh kind of creeping in yeah. and, you know those that's why he's thinking of ending things is because of this disease that he's suffering yeah. from and so that would also like tie in the hallucination of the pig this is like the final stand it finally has manifested itself as this pig that he was afraid to show the yeah. lady as she came up you know. Also,
0: I hate when I try to talk about, like, a uh, movement that's going on, and I don't name more than, like, one thing or whatever. There's also movies like Men or anything by A24. There's Did like you watch another, Men? Not yet, but oh. there's another.
2: what a stinker.
0: <laughs> Big stinker. I'm telling you right now, it sucks. <laughs> there's another movie coming for, out from the In Bruges guy, and it's got Mad-Eye Moody and Colin Farrell. And it, it, it? It, they're marketing it kind of similarly. They're marketing wow. it very similarly. It's, like, surreal and disjointed. It's and that's fun.
1: Intuja. <laughs> <laughs> ooh <woo-hoo.
0: laughs> And there's this whole thing where, like... Uh, Thank you. Uh, I've only had the the, the the trailer described to me, so I've not actually seen it. But, like, mad I Moody tells Colin Farrell, like, we can't be friends anymore. And I guess, like, Colin Farrell's, like, uh, uh, not happy with that. And then mad I Moody, I guess, is, like, some kind of violinist. And he's like, if you keep talking to me every time you talk to me, I'm going to cut off one of my fingers kind of a thing. and Just, like, weird that kind of a thing. Like I said, like, it's it's something that I feel like a lot of movies are going for lately. Mm-hmm. But anyways. I'm
1: very excited about that. Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah.
0: Back to the movie. Um, and, you know, as we were both alluding to, as you are explaining the book to us and whatnot, and the idea that, you know, this is a fantasy, and, you know, he's conjuring her up in her head. There are a bunch of tells of that, too, again, like, very early into the car ride. He drops the thing about her being, like, uh, you know, the ideal woman, and, you know, the paintings that she does. You know, she goes into the basement and sees that room that has all of the paintings by some other painter, you know, or the poem she recites in the car ends up being uh, from that poet that he likes a lot and he's got like uh, she like reads the poem out of the book that's in his room right before the dad talks to her about fucking in the twin bed for a while Um,
1: she goes on later in the car on the way back when she's smoking that cigarette and has an accent out of nowhere and she's critiquing the movie A Woman Under the Influence that's straight up from a like I can't remember their name but a famous film critic Who's has a book of essays in his room as well, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't like that a lot because that's him in his mind being like, "I liked that movie." <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, her job—you mentioned she's a age doctor, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, her job changes constantly through this movie. He's talking to her about her research paper that she's doing for physics, and mm-hmm. then later she's a poet, and then later yeah. she's a painter, and then later she's an age doctor.
0: Yeah. And there's all kinds of little things. Uh not only do these characters like change age constantly, but you know, even you pointed out at one point like the bandage on his father's head ending up on the other side. And mm-hmm. All kinds of little things like that. And uh, how
1: just insane his parents are because it's just his memories of the worst of the worst of his
0: parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe worst this seasons.
2: uh maybe this whole movie is just the inside of the machine at uh Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind. Oh Ooh. Yeah. Ooh.
0: you talking about the C-K-C-U.
2: I was just going to say that, yeah. <laughs> is that what it is? The Charlie, Charlie Kaufman, Kaufman Cinematic, Cinematic Universe. Universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am sorry.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't know if I have anything else.
2: I don't have anything else. What grade do you give this movie, Chris? Me? Yes.
0: Uh, I think I'm going to put it right. Uh, I'm going to give it, I think, a B. Okay. I'm going to give it a B is there any chance
1: I can get you to watch it again before next week before next week <laughs> I don't know about before but next week but
2: yeah I will watch this movie again okay Yeah. I'm gonna give it an A plus nice yeah, that's how much I like it
1: mm. Elton you don't know, got a spot on the website but what would you give this movie
2: Uh, I would say A minus the first time I watched it and an A before Nick explained it to me and an A plus after he did <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> great awesome
2: so did you guys watch another movie this week no. I don't think I did <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, but you did watch Terminator 2 after we explained the plot to you.
2: I did do that, yeah. I really like Terminator 2. Is uh, that what you guys want me to talk about while you're looking on your phones? Sure. <laughs> Terminator 2 rips total ass, kicks it in half, uh, busts the door down, and then punches your mom in the head uh, in the coolest way because Terminator can do that. He's above and better than you in every way possible. Give it a grade. A grade? Oh, A-plus as well. A harder A-plus than this one, though. Sorry, Nick.
0: Very you're fine.
1: I agree. I like Terminator Two more than the other <laughs> movie. <laughs> uh, but we watched Predator uh, because while we were doing our Terminator stuff, of course, it's like you haven't seen Predator, and I was like, no, I ain't seen no Predator. Um, so Came out in nineteen
2: eighty-seven. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, and stars Arnie. Does Carl Weathers? Carl Weathers. Gotta love a good Carl Weathers in a film. Jesse
0: the Body Ventura.
1: Sure. Shane Black mm-hmm. for some reason whose movie we watched last week Kiss Kiss Bang Bang mm-hmm. regular lethal weapon Elton he's in Predator and he's the worst not the worst part of it there's a lot of bad. we'll get into it but
2: Kiss Kiss Bang Bang I don't think I've seen that one
1: oh Elton it's one of my faves is
2: that, a, is that Guy Ritchie no no what am I thinking Shane of Shane
1: Black you're thinking of The Man from Uncle
2: I've or seen that one as well snatch. snatch Snatch I'm thinking of Snatch my bad
1: I used to always for a very long time I thought Hugh Grant and Guy Ritchie were the same person like when people said guy richie i pictured hugh grant don't know why Just a little fun fact about me
2: he's the uh he's the fella from i've lost the movie continue love actually love actually he is from love actually i guess well what's what's the other one where he's uh the lady's got a baby
0: uh mrs doubtfire
2: yep (laughs) continue
0: all right i got an email here it says predator Did you know at the age of 23, the Red Hot Chili Peppers frontman Anthony Kiedis knowingly had a long-term sexual relationship with a 14-year-old Catholic schoolgirl? He wrote about it in his autobiography. He only stopped when he found out her her father was uh, the chief of police. Talk about a predator. Six out of ten. Chris, what's your experience with the Red Red Hot Hot Chili Chili Peppers? Peppers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's awful you bring it up. Um, It was my uh, biological father's uh, favorite band. Cool. So...
2: I once listened to him for 24 hours straight driving down to Alabama against my own will. It sucked. Sounds like hell. Oh, it was hell.
0: Yeah. And a black bandana.
2: Sweet Louisiana. Didn't even go to Louisiana.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, My history with the movie, I saw it a shitload when I was a kid. Uh, I can distinctively remember it being on, like, FX while I was, like, visiting my mother's mother, my grandmother, in uh, West Virginia, and... They were like building a house on some property they had, but they were using it, I guess, just as like a, I don't know, the way you would like if you're like, you're like, oh, I got property up north or whatever. They were like working on it, and I was like bored, and I found this mud hole, and I covered myself in mud because I uh, was watching Predator, and that's what Arnie does. Mm-hmm. Thought it was cool. and Covered yeah. your scent. They that's couldn't it. find you after that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's about it, yeah. I always thought the creature design looked great I had a little video game of it when I was growing up On the Playstation 2, Concrete Jungle, great uh, Really would like to rewatch Predator 2, Concrete Jungle it's got my boy Danny Glover in it um, Yeah I, 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 I'm I, interested in the idea Of the Predator in the urban setting You know That's it
2: I don't know, I've never seen this movie Either? Predator? No, never
0: Or Co- Predator 2? No, never, never yeah. We should watch Predator 2.
2: Cool. Yeah. I'm down with that.
0: Okay. You can do that episode, I don't know. <laughs> Sweet. I'm not going to ask you about your history because you just saw it last week. Did, did you have something you wanted to say, though? Do you want to share something? Well, I want to say it myself. <laughs> go ahead.
1: Well, what's your history? No, go ahead. Tell, tell everyone how I feel about this movie. <laughs>
2: I'll just chill out for the next 30 minutes. Yeah, so That'd be a good episode of the podcast. Uh, mm, uh,
1: you know how I feel about 80s movies growing up. Uh, always being like yeah fucking 80s weren't that great and uh, just as time has gone on and I get older and I watch Back to the Future and the thing and stuff like that I'm like oh never mind the 80s movies had it down mm-hmm. they know how to make movies back then mm-hmm. and we watched this the other day and I was like oh no this is what I thought every 80s movie was <laughs> I do not like this movie yeah um, like you said I like the creature design he's great mm-hmm. but the rest of this movie I just I don't really fuck with yeah,
0: yeah. what about you Elton
2: me? Um, well, I also saw the previews on FX. Uh, they do have the movies, but I did not catch that one ever, hmm. outside of maybe like five minutes here and there. Yeah. Yeah. They do have those those three laser pointers, though, don't they? Yeah, they sure yeah, do. Yeah, wow. Um, do remember yeah. that. Looks just, like, cool.
1: looks just like our filter, Bretta filter when yeah. it needs to be replaced.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, this is... I, I'm very conflicted on Predator, especially the first half. It's... Easily the weakest half, and I feel like it didn't necessarily have to be. Um, But also, I kind of like it, like, ah, the meme of the two hands grabbing each other. Yeah, you know that one, Elton? Yes. Pretty much sums ha- up the first half, but it just
1: does happens doesn't... within the first four minutes of the movie.
2: <laughs> and they, like, square it up like that, where it's just biceps and hands? Yes. Wow.
1: First
0: four minutes of the movie, it blew
1: yeah.
2: me
0: away. So it sets the tone for what the first half should be, but it just doesn't. Kick as much ass as I want it to do, mm-hmm. and instead it's just a little boring. Okay, like so. What happens in the beginning is you spaceship. see a spaceship flying, and it says Predator, and then sick, then you see uh, like Arnie getting off a helicopter smoking a cigar. He's talking to this guy, and he's like, Yeah, we got some shit we need you to pull, and kind of thing. And he's like, Yeah, well, that's because I'm the best, and he's like, Yeah, that's why we hired you because you're the best, and he's like, But I can't go in there alone. And then, then they're like, "Nah, we got a team," and he's like, "Ah, oh, but I work better alone, or something like that." And no, then- he has a great team with him already, and they want yeah. him and his team because they're great at retrieving people. Mm. Mm. And then Carl Weathers is like, "That's not how it was the last time I saw you, or whatever." And then he's like, "Dylan, the last time I saw you was, was lieutenant, <laughs> yeah." And then they do the hand slap thing, and um, yeah, it turns out that like you know they were hired to do some sort of like search and rescue. But instead, it turns out that they were being manipulated by Carl Weathers and that other guy earlier to actually be doing, like, an assassination plot thing. They
1: they have this conversation in this room that has two points... That they say over and over and over and over again. And Arnold's like, I don't do that kind of thing. And they're like, Yeah, but we need you to do this thing because you're the best. And he goes, Yeah, we are the best. We don't do that kind of thing. And they're like, Well, we kind of need you to do that thing because you are the best. And he's like, We are the best, but mm-hmm. we don't really do that kind of thing. And they're yeah. like, Well, we need the best to do this thing. And he's like, We are the best. And I'm not happy about doing this thing. And then they yeah. get on a helicopter. Yeah. It sounds insufferable. It is. Well, I hate it. Yeah. yeah.
2: And we just watched a 40 minute car ride. <laughs> yeah, it's true.
0: <laughs> But, anyways, like I said, so afterwards he finds out that he's been used. He's very mad at Dylan. Dylan, um, Dylan decides to bring along one of the like, resistance fighters. Oh, no, that be- they were
1: just. Before that, they're in a helicopter.
0: They're in a helicopter
1: on their way to wherever they're going in the middle of the jungle. Mm-hmm. The oddest needle drop I've ever seen in a movie it plays. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a Little Richard song. Yeah, they play a Little Richard song while they're just in this helicopter, and it's very loud. And also, the helicopters are very loud. Mm-hmm. And it cuts to the inside, and they're sitting there talking to each other and chewing tobacco and stuff like that. And the radio's diegetic, so it's behind them. And they're all yelling at each other because they're in a helicopter. And I had a headache watching this whole scene. It was so unbelievable. And also, the lights inside the helicopter are red. It was the toughest mm. thing to watch I think mm. I've ever seen. Um, I just I was like, ugh, this movie's off to an awful start for me. <laughs> also our writing theme is Shane Black's character uh, keeps making jokes to everybody like hey my girlfriend's pussy fucking this and that here's a joke and they're like alright and like every joke is just my girlfriend's pussy blah 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 and I'm like I don't like this guy dang he's
2: whispering it <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I don't
0: want my mom to hear <laughs> Uh, Jesse the Body Ventura also says the F word in the the plane. Oh, he sure yeah.
2: does. The bad F word, the worst F word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. damn, not fuck. Yeah.
0: But anyways, yeah. So uh, uh, Carl Weathers decides to take one of these like the necessary uh, F word Sorry. rebel freedom fighters, whatever the hell they are. Is oh like yeah, a they captive. go to a rebel
1: base and just start kicking ass. Yeah. And it's again hard to watch because they're just like running through corridors and out of doors and here here and there. And I'm like, I have no. Spatial awareness in any of this. I'm like, I'm so confused where anybody is at any time. At one point, a group of them stop because it's like, okay, everybody's dead, I guess, and they're going through files. And then it cuts to two other guys and they're fighting a bunch of people. I'm like, what is happening? Mm. I don't got time to bleed.
0: But anyways, um, so at this point, like I said, they're like starting to flee, but they've got this like captive, whatever, and they've got like five minutes to get out of there because, like I said, Dylan didn't tell them that it was, like, more of an assassination thing and and not just, like, a retrieval thing. And so there's a, um, there's, like, backup coming, I guess, and they've got, like, five minutes to get out. And, uh, they have a guy who's Native American and really good at, like, tracking and topography. Naturally. Yikes. But uh, yeah. he's like, yes, there's a pretty treacherous valley, but uh, I wouldn't really want to go through that kind of a thing. And then they're just kind of like, well, no other choice kind of a thing. So they go through the valley. And um, I should also mention that part of Dylan's yeah. like uh, <laughs> thing is that there's some guy named Hopper that like Arnold also knows from back in the day, and he's been killed. And that was the whole reason why Dylan like manipulated... Arnold into doing this thing, I guess, to get, like, revenge is, like, yeah. what he's trying to say to Dylan, or not to Dylan, to Dutch.
1: Also, at some point, they've seen three bodies skinned, alive, hung up in trees.
0: I was bringing that up primarily because, yeah, when they find the, the, the skinned body that he says, Dylan says, like, oh, that's how we found Hop or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the first little touch of, like, the predator being around. You're um, getting, like, heat vision every now and then. Yeah. Now and again. Uh, and I like this stuff I just feel like um, like I said that first half wasn't super strong they could have tightened that up but also maybe sacrifice some time to have like the predator makes very quick work of everybody else Um, and I feel like it would have been stronger if like they were a little more slowly and meticulously kind of picked off but instead like as soon as it starts happening it's just happening Um, and you don't see the predator for most of it he's just invisible yeah
2: which is it's fine a superpower, isn't
0: yeah it? it's one of them yeah, yeah. which is fine because it's also kind of how like slashers traditionally go like once the kills start they don't really stop they just kind of start going um i will say that's pretty cool about this movie it's an action movie and a slasher at the same
1: time yeah. i give it props for that that's yeah. pretty
0: dope yeah it's another one in the line of uh you know the 80s kind of obsession with blending genres with yeah. horror the but, way that like right now we're kind of doing the thing where it's like hey it's a superhero movie but also a heist movie in the 80s yeah, you had things where it. where it was like oh it's a horror but it's a comedy it's a horror but it's an action movie that kind of mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. Um, my biggest problem though is it's a it's an action slasher but
1: it's the worst action movie and the worst <laughs> slasher movie i've ever seen mm. like it's a worst <laughs> worst of both worlds yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so anyways, long story short I yeah, don't really have to go through necessarily how they like Get picked off entirely, but the Native American Gentleman named oh, Billy I... Um, He, I do like this Aspect of it um, But again, it, just does, it happens so quick and it's only Filled out by like one line by some other guy But he's just kind of like staring at the trees <laughs> And watching, right? Mm-hmm. And then some guy goes like, yeah, Billy's been like this all morning He's really been, you know, yada 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 And then not too long after that, Billy kind of gets killed uh, but I do like... like he's
2: a dog or something exactly like <laughs> yes. he's a fucking dog okay they show cool.
0: they're like he's been like this all morning and he's just
1: way out in front of everybody staring into the woods yeah and, and Arnold comes up yeah. and goes what's wrong boy and he goes something in the trees and Arnold stands there and goes okay And they just look there for a while, and then you see Predator Vision looking at them. Also, I gotta say, every time you see the Predator Vision, the, like, Heat Vision, you know, I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? Like, it's just a garbled mess of nothing. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, I guess that's Heat Vision of them. And then later, he takes off the Heat Vision thing to see his real, with his real eyes, and it's just that but red. And I'm like, God, fuck, this is, ugh, I hate looking at it. It's gross. Mm. Anyway, they look in the woods for a while and go,
0: all right, let's go into the woods. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I do like the idea of like uh, someone again. Like it sucks that it's a Native American who's like really good at this kind of shit. But putting all of that aside for a second,
2: that's the '80s just using a stereotype to yeah. further the plot. Yeah, yeah, we get it. But I do uh-huh. like the
0: idea of a guy who's especially like observant and good at that kind of a thing. Sure, right? that's a specialization. And I like him being the one that's like, no, I can tell something's out there. You know, because mm. you? Uh, you kind of can to a degree um they talk to catch
2: the shimmer or whatever not
0: just even with that but just in general like uh that's one of the things that like um like if you're out in the woods um i don't want to sound like fucking joe rogan or something but we would have been a little more in tune with it but nowadays like there are tells that there's a predator around oh Mm. sure you know what i mean like uh the forest gets very quiet Sure. Is one of them. Because right, everything, everything that else. makes noise would get quiet kind of a thing. Right. And, you know, they just talk about like how, like, uh, you know, it's very famously we have, like, Five senses or whatever, but actually we have like twenty or thirty or something like that. Right. There's all different kinds of things. Like You've a got sense your of lateral balance. line. Yeah, yeah. exactly, uh-huh. exactly. You've
1: got your sense of justice. Mm. Yeah, and um, you can
2: touch your finger to your nose with your eyes closed. I bet. Do it yeah. right now. <laughs> he just did it. Wow. Oh, Chris.
0: <laughs> but uh, there, there, yeah, they're, you can you can tell when something's kind of off, like you know, hair stand up in the back of your neck and stuff like that. And if there is one guy who's especially in touch with it, it it's, it's it's a scene that I can remember usually like making me unsettled. But again, like this movie just moves at too much of a breakneck pace. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, people start getting picked off, and one of the, you know, things that happens is like all these guys are holding the biggest guns you've ever seen, so the predator <laughs> has no problem dispatching them with his guns, kind of a thing. Like he'll just blow them to bits with like his little gun. Oh sure. Whatever on his shoulder with the three dots or whatever. And then eventually Arnold, I think just because they shot all their bullets into the uh, forest and they have no more guns left, Arnold doesn't have any guns at his disposal. So the Predator actually yeah. discards oh his to fight. Um, it's something that, like again, like I wish they would have done more with, but uh-huh. it just kind of happens. There's a couple of points where Arnold um, kind of like... God, what's his fucking name?
2: Dylan! Mikey,
0: I think, in The Goonies. Kind of like how he understands one Eye Willie's booby traps because he has that um, the computer. Franz Kafka machine in his front yard. Mm. <laughs> yeah. um, It's oh. kind of like that for, for some. <laughs> the, yeah. uh, oh, fuck.
2: What
1: were we calling it? Um, Hans
0: Zimmerman machine. Yeah, the
1: Hans Zimmerman
2: machine. Yeah. No, that I think he called it the Goldberg M. C. Yeah. machine. MC Escher machine.
0: Who knows? Anyways. For, yeah, Arnie seems to have a, a pretty decent understanding of the predator kind of thing. Like, like someone's like, why did he kill you know Jesse the body of Ventura, but he didn't kill this woman captive we have with her hands bound. And he's like, because it wouldn't be good sport. Like, right. he needs a challenge. Like, that's right. the, that's one of the big parts of, about like the the predator lore that yeah. continues to be expanded upon is that. I. Go on, but um. So yeah, so like I said, like towards the tail end when Arnie is actually unarmed, the predator is like throwing away his any kind of augmentation that he has to you know fight Arnie a little more one on one Um, uh, I'd like to go back just a little bit sure to
1: I know they all get picked off and it's pretty unremarkable but I'd like to talk about it a little bit sure yeah, do you
2: have a favorite uh
1: yes and no um the first person to get got is Shane Black um before he dies, he tells one of his jokes to uh, to Native American Man, and Native American Man laughs very hard at it. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to that. Okay. Um, and then, so Shane Black dies first. Uh, just something comes out of the woods and gets him, and then they go to look for him, and there's just a mess of, just a pulp of a man just on the ground. I think that's him. Okay, that sucks. We'll keep moving. And then I think the next person to die is Jesse the Body of Ventura. Yeah. He gets like shot through and through. And then one of them goes, ah, it was in the woods. And he runs out there and goes, ah, and just starts shooting his gun into the woods. Mm. And then all nine of the other guys come up behind him and they just start blasting into the woods. Hell
2: yeah. All of America. All of (laughs) America.
0: All of their ammo, like yeah. every last drop just in this one yeah. scene. That's what I'm saying. I wish there was more of that, like the handshake thing and the, just the shooting all of the woods. Like if yeah. they really would have dialed it up to 11 with all the action stuff in the beginning, right? I think it would have worked because it reminds me of something like the last action here, like where it's supposed to be a satire of action movies. That's why it kind of sucks, yeah. but it also just ends up sucking. Like we, we, we literally
1: get that scene where they infiltrate that base, which like I said is weird, and then them shooting all their guns in the woods right there, and the rest of this movie is the rest of this movie is them walking through the woods with the most intense music I've ever heard. And I hate it. I hate the music in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just at an 11 while they're walking through bushes and stuff like that. Right. And then when it wants to like build tension, it's just because like, it's kind of jungly, it goes, pop, 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 like there's bongos. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I don't think there's ever been a point in time where bongos have made something more suspenseful.
2: <laughs> no, as a drummer, they don't.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's insane. And then so they go, oh no, they, he killed Jesse the body of Ventura we gotta bury him and give him like a nice little and so they give him like a nice little funeral absolutely 100% forgetting that someone else has already died (laughs) ignoring him and they give him like a little eulogy or something like that and I wrote it down because I think it's so funny they're done with it and Jesse the body of Ventura's I guess best friend of the group goes goodbye bro (laughs) and they leave (laughs) so anyway Arnold figures out that if he covers himself in mud Predator can't see him which immediately turns into, you know, dirt. So even if you want to make that leap, that mud would cool you down so you can't get seen through heat vision. It becomes mud pretty quickly and is no longer cool. Um, Arnold right. is, like, going through the woods and, like, making... He makes a bow and arrow, which is pretty badass to see someone make a bow and arrow, but then to see him pull out his makeshift bow and arrow looks shitty. Yeah. But then he's got other things, like bombs, that he has made out of tree bark, I guess. Mm -hmm. but they're like javelins and he's just throwing them and I'm like that's cool it should have always been javelins and never the bow and arrow (laughs) but he sets up a trap for him this is where we are in your recap
0: Uh, basically yeah he spends the whole day kind of setting up booby traps and shit like that Uh, we also blazed past some great lines I ain't got time to bleed and then the guy throws the grenade, and he's like, "Yeah, but do you have time to duck?" And then they have to like go underneath a little mm. whatever. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Or like there's a point where they're in the jungle and there's all vines everywhere, and, and Jesse about to it goes, "This place makes Cambodia look like Kansas." That's and great. of course, uh, Arnold says the whole get to the chopper thing, and. Yep. Mm. Yeah.
2: Oh, you mean Arnold Schwarzenegger's in this movie? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. yeah. Yeah, we've that's been fine. saying that from the beginning. Well, yeah, but you also said Dylan a lot, and I didn't think that Bob Dylan was in this movie. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a really good. <laughs> but no,
0: Dylan is Carl Weathers. Dutch ah. is Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I see. Yeah.
1: So Arnie is setting these booby traps and stuff like that. Yeah. And then he waits. Just like, like one eye Willie. He's doing it in the middle of the night, and then he sets his big ass fire to attract the predator. And, then and he's he like,
0: yells just for forever. Just <sighs> holding the flaming. It kind of reminds me of uh, the uh, leader of the mutant gang at the trash heap on the top of the thing with his big... Yeah. Um, they think you we think a gang. Gang. You probably wouldn't go they to They think that, we right? just noisy
2: kids. Like, if I was the predator, I wouldn't go to the man that's been screaming for two minutes straight. With a fire in his hand in the middle. of No, the that's woods. the
0: thing. It's like the most dangerous game, you know. That whole thing where like yeah. a millionaire pays a guy right. to like run around. He's like, if I catch you, I kill you. If right. not, you win a million dollars. It's like that. Like that's what the predator's doing. He wants, he wants the aggro dude. He wants that challenge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, he I wants guess, yeah. to. Yeah. He doesn't want to kill women who are bound up. He wants sure. to kill the man who's holding the fucking fire and screaming. Yeah. He's like, oh boy, the game is on.
2: I am prepared. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger flies up into a
1: tree after that, and he's sitting there and he's just waiting. And then it's the morning and he's still sitting there waiting and then the predator shows up and then they cut again and it's night. Not important, bothers me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a point where the predator takes his mask off and it reveals, you know, his whole thing right. and that kind of shit and he goes, You are one ugly motherfucker.
2: Arnold says that? Yeah. yeah. That's so dope. Yeah. And the predator goes, <laughs> <And> he like, <laughs>
0: Drops all of his guns and yeah. he's like all of his tendies? Yeah my favorite My favorite part of the whole film uh, I just I can't seem to get it across to anybody It's insane to me I've never seen a movie Where An intergalactic being Has traveled all the way to Earth Has the capability To blow people up with shoulder Cannons mm-hmm. Sees heat and all that kind of stuff it can be invisible. And yet Primarily what he does to Arnold Is punch him in the face Yeah Have you seen another I- movie where an alien Punches a guy? Like that concept is so funny, dude. Where's to me. my
2: car? <laughs> <laughs> just the idea that yeah. someone
0: would travel as long as you have to travel through yeah. space uh-huh. to another planet where you don't speak the language. You to try to lose, like maybe. And what he does is punch yeah. a guy. Very yeah. funny to me. Very yeah, funny.
1: I like. I do. I do like that. That he like blows everyone away, and then when he gets to just him and Arnold, he's like, "All right, bro, we gonna punch each other." Yeah. <laughs> um, I think my favorite part of the movie happens here. Arnold's running from him, and they're fighting and this and that. And uh, um, Arnold is like running, and he crawls through a trap he has set, and then like waits for like the predator to come crawl through too, because he's gonna kick a board out of somewhere, and the trap, which is like full of spikes and stuff, is gonna fall on the predator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the predator's like looking around, and he sees Arnold, and he goes, huh, and he like peeks his head underneath to look at him, and Arnold's like, "Come on, get me!" And the predator goes, "This is a trap." I ain't going under there, Arnold. It's just like, cause and he doesn't say anything. And the Predator just has these crazy Jack Nicholson
0: eyebrows, so everything he yeah. does looks sarcastic. <laughs> so he's like, mm, I don't know. I'm gonna go around, actually. By the way, he does still <laughs> end up getting hit by the trap, though. And this is the this is a I different have, trap. I have a point. Of, this a point of contention here. This dirty little son of a bitch don't fight fair at all. He's True. bested. Predator. Yeah. Okay. He's bested. Right. He's on death's door. Uh huh. He's underneath a big ass log that Arnie dropped on him. And he goes. He stole the Native American man's laugh from earlier, and he just starts going ah, ah 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 like he's actually like recorded it and it's playing back kind of a thing, or, okay. or maybe it's a bit more organic mechanism, or whatever. Sure. But he's doing that same laugh. And he has this thing in his through. arm, where he's like, dee 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 dee, and he sets off a bomb to go off. And Arnold's like, "Oh my god, it's a bomb!" And he's like running away. Is like the predator just keeps going, ah 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 ah. Yeah. And at first, I didn't realize it was the same laugh, and I was like, "The predator has a man's laugh." <laughs> I really
1: hate that because <laughs> it's just like a roll, like, "Oh," <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, "Okay,
2: predator."
0: Yeah. And then I think Arnie gets away. He gets away, the chopper comes, and they find him. He he gets gets to the chopper.
2: Does he get to the chopper? That's really nice to know. After all these years, I've only heard the the internet meme of get to the chopper.
0: So I would say I still like Predator. It's not as strong as I think it could be, though. I think that's the best way to put it is there's a lot of potential there, and I think that's why... They've tried to make so many Predator movies. They've tried to make so many Predator shows, video games, comic books. It's because there's something there. Yeah. I just don't think this movie fully actualizes Mm -hmm. the potential totally.
2: Unmistakably, there's something there.
0: Yeah. Um, I definitely have interest in uh, Concrete Jungle. I think it'll be the same case where, like, I don't think it's going to be a better movie necessarily. I might like it more. Like I said, the whole time I kept thinking... um, you know, this is great, but I don't know. I'm just so attracted to the idea of uh, a Predator movie. takes the Big Apple. I don't know why.
2: I just prefer Georgia the Jungle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you yeah, know? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm uh, giving it probably like a C. I'm it a C. Yeah.
1: I, uh, yeah. Just uh, in case you couldn't tell, thoroughly disliked this movie. Yeah. Uh, was bored or annoyed the entire time, with yeah. the exception of his eyebrows. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's just what I dislike most about movies from that era. Uh, And I'm going to give it a D, a solid D. Um, Maybe Concrete Jungle will be better. I don't know.
0: I don't think it's considered to be a better movie. But my personal taste, I I, I think I might enjoy it. Because the whole thing that I can remember from my childhood is basically that Danny Glover is a detective working a case where all these people are getting murdered in Mm. the city but I'm sure you can see where this is going. Yeah, I'm they're all skinned alive. I'm sold. I want to watch this movie, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah,
2: yeah, that sounds like a cool uh, X Files episode.
0: Yeah, and that's another thing. Even this has like X Files vibes. I know he hated the soundtrack, but even like things like the bongos just sounds like how Mark Frost would have like scored mm, okay. the X Files and stuff.
2: Okay, you know what I mean? Mark so, I Frost know. score the X Files, yeah. Hmm. The guy from Foster the People,
0: Mark Snow, I think is his name actually. Uh, Mark Frostus. Snow, Mark Frost is, is Twin Peaks. Yeah. Mark Snow is X files Gotcha.
2: Yeah. And someone's in a band. I and guess. And someone's in a band. That you just. Foster said. the People? That's Mark yeah. Foster. I'm just joking. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's maybe 30. <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> but towards the tail end, um, it has a moment. I hate to spoil it unless you guys want to watch it together. Someone give him a, a, a flintlock pistol. Something like that. But okay. I, I don't know when that happens. I don't remember that. <laughs> At the very end, he's on the Predator ship. And what does he see? But a xenomorph skull. That's how they set up the AVP. Whoa, that's the second movie? That's the second movie. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Danny Glover bests the Predator. What year did that come out? Well, it had to be at least like 1990-ish.
2: Right.
1: Because I think, from what I know, they were going to make a third one. 1990. Yeah, they were going to make a third one, and then Freddy vs. Jason came out, and they went, fuck that, make Alien vs. Predator right now. Mm-hmm. And that movie's bad because of it. Mm. But I think at some point, at the end of some predator, they decide someone that they're hunting is good enough for them not to kill, and they welcome them on the ship, and they go, here's an old flintlock pistol, because we've been here since the Revolutionary
2: War. <laughs> <laughs> the so average... the government is made up of uh, lizard people, huh? I on review guess. aggregation
0: website, Rotten Tomatoes, the film received an approval rating of 32% based on 31 reviews with an average rating of 4.8 out of 10. The site's consensus states, the thrill of the hunt is gone in this hack hackneyed sequel. So that's what people say about... Uh, cool. Uh, the Washington Post reviewers, there were two apparently uh, reviewers, uh, saying... Uh, rita kempley enjoyed the film saying she felt that it had quote the dismal irony of robocop and the brooding fatalism of blade runner mm. and that glover quote brings an unusual depth of the action adventure uh depth to the action adventure and proves fiercely effective as the predator's new nemesis dessin howe felt the move was quote blithely unreligious uh, unoriginal and numbingly violent but also praised glover's ability to bring warmth to the center of a cold film uh the new york times uh this was uh, janet maslin maslin i guess uh called the film quote an unbeatable contender for the most mindless mean-spirited action film of the holiday season
2: mean-spirited <laughs> uh son of a roger
0: bitch. roger ebert gave it two out of four stars uh and uh, suggested that it represented an angry and ugly dream <laughs> and felt that the creature's design had raci- racist undertones where subliminal clues encourage us to subconsciously connect the menace with black males.
1: Yeah, isn't there is it I don't know if it's that one or not, but isn't there a part where the Predator makes friends with a girl because she has dreads and he goes, I look like I have dreads,
0: so I relate to you. I think that might be alien versus predator. Yeah, yeah. That sucks. It does.
2: Hmm.
0: Well, anyways, as far as I'm concerned, that's that. Prey looks cool. Mattress man.
1: Have you seen these trailers for Prey? No, it's that? It's a new Predator movie, but they're, like, Native Americans, so, like, the Predator looks kind of, like, low-tech and stuff like that, too. Seems cool.
2: He's in a colonial head. I'm imagining the Predator in a tricorn head.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's trying he's, yeah,
2: he's, he's the British. Uh, oh, Jesus. Anyway,
1: that's how that mattress, man.
0: If you need more soup... Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or go to our website, eatingsoupalone.com. And until next time...